from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. We're going to talk about you right in front of you, baby. Open phones at 888-825-5225. The call is free, and some say it's worth exactly what you pay for it. Kim is with us. Kim is in Asheville, North Carolina, starting off this hour. Hi, Kim. How are you? Hello. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Okay, so I have a question. Um, We hired a gentleman to do our taxes in March of this year, and we ended up hiring him to do financial planning for us as well. And after hiring him to do that, we discovered that he had filed bankruptcy twice and had been sued for writing a bad check. When? My question is, um, well, he filed bankruptcy in 2019 was his last one. That was the second one. And the, it said the certified financial planning board revoked his right to use their certification mark. Hmm. And then he also was sued for writing a bad check to a moving company. Recently? And that was um, in 2018. And so we had already paid him a large fee to use him for financial planning. And I guess my question is, should this be of concern to us? We have discussed this with him. What did he say? He says that we don't understand what it's like to run our own business. Um, and just basically was, you know, he was very rude about it and said his business would go on with or without us. Ooh. Uh, I want I'm, my money back. I am leaving. I don't care about the bankruptcy. If you're but, I don't want to work with you. <laughs> right and he you, you don't get to be rude to back. me about this you're so yourself you're defensive mm-hmm. which means that yeah yeah I, he was I, i've been i've been sued and i filed bankruptcy but if you ask me about it i'll just tell you i almost feel like you not, have not to, last week but i mean i'll just tell you right i almost feel like you open he, with that if you're if, if that's part of your story that's what's informed you to this right. point and he claimed that he told us in the contract well I made him send that back to us because it disappeared after we signed it and we couldn't see our own copy. So he sent it to me a couple of weeks ago. There was a link that we could click in small print about this. How so much it, did you it, pay it, this guy? $1,500. Okay. Will he refund you or not? He will not. Okay. I'm walking yeah, anyway. Yeah, we've talked I'm to him on anyway. occasion. I'm walking anyway. Well, yeah, we told him we were walking because we don't trust him yeah. and just because of his attitude. But, exactly, uh, exactly. It's not the like thing, it's the attitude. Back. Okay, because here's right. the thing. Okay, let's say the moving company tore up 17 of his items, and then they would, then they wanted to, you know, and then he unpacked it and found a vase that they were responsible for. They don't want to refund him for the broken vase, so he stops payment on the check. They sue him. Well, that's a valid well, story. Sure. Right. He also, he told me that he didn't, he settled that check. I said, well, you didn't settle it or they wouldn't have sued you. Yeah. Well, um, it's the attitude is the thing. It's like, look, hey, if I were in your, here's the proper way to answer this question. If I'm him, if I were in your shoes, I'd have these exact same concerns. I'm happy to tell you the details. Okay. Here's what happened in this situation. And here's what happened in that situation. And the bankruptcy was not I, you don't understand what it's like to run a business. The bankruptcy was I did some stupid butt things. I learned from it, and I'm not doing them anymore. Mm-hmm. The check was the moving company misbehaved, and I used that as leverage, and it got out of hand, and they sued me, but they had no basis. The judge threw it out. 
Yeah, he blamed his ex-wife for the bad check. I, I don't and, care. You see what I'm saying? That, yeah, if you had but, gone that way, then he would have redeemed his credibility. If he'd have been smarter mm-hmm. and done what Jade said and said up front what was going on, it's part of your story, that's yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's what we felt. But I've, I've been sued for things that I didn't do, that they made up in an effort to try to basically use the court system to blackmail me to settle with them. I refused to settle with them. So that gets all in the news. So you can look up Dave Ramsey got sued. But the mm-hmm. basis of the lawsuits are zero. Didn't absolutely did not occur. But it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can sue somebody for anything in America. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind telling you that that's happened. Okay. Um, but well, I, but I've still got gonna... you know I've still got. If you want to be pissed at Dave Ramsey randomly, you can find places on the internet that I did all kinds of things I didn't do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you know he said he was going to sue the certified financial planning board. For Good luck with that. Per- yeah, and I was like, "How can you do that?" Yeah, he just sounds a little. I don't. I really don't like his attitude. I don't like that he's defensive. He sounds yeah. like he's pointing the finger, blaming. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a fun work environment yeah, for you yeah. to work with. This I'm guy. walking away. Right. I, yeah. think, well, I think. I think. I think you should walk away. And you yeah. already had walked away, so you already knew the answer to the question. Yeah, she did. Well, she probably wanted to know if there was some way she could force him to get the money back, but I, I wouldn't put any effort into it. I'd just move on. I don't think you're going to turn him into not being a jerk. Yeah. I think he's already got that one down. Well, if he hasn't done any work for them yet in that capacity, uh, I feel like a good person would say, hey, you didn't know this. We haven't what, started even, this yet. Here's your money back. A, even a not good person knows that some customers are worth more, are more trouble than they're worth. Mm-hmm. And if I'm her and I disagree with her, I mean, if I'm him and I disagree yeah. with her, she's more trouble than she's worth. Yeah. Here's your money back. Yeah, go away. Even, yeah. If, I, even, if, even if I'm not a good person, mm-hmm. it's just it's worth the just to get rid of them. Absolutely. You know, we fire a customer around here that misbehaves every so often. They, you can't call here and cuss at our people. We don't allow you to do that. Yeah. We'll give you your money back until you go away. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all right. I don't, I don't put up with your junk because some customer service uh, people in America, their whole job is to get cussed at by rageaholics oh, all day terrible. long. Oh, that's terrible. And we don't, our, our customer service people, I tell them, listen, just tell them no. Yeah. Say, we don't, wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't talk like that here. You're not doing that. You just call somewhere else and be pissed off. Take your money and, that you're going to use here and use it for counseling. You need it. Do you know, that kind of, just move on, right? But yeah, I mean, it, it's, even if you're on the other side of it, it's worth it to get rid of them. And mm-hmm. I don't think Kim's that. I think Kim's figured this out. Um, yeah. Uh, the sad thing is, is that now she's questioning all financial people or planners. Yeah, or, whether or, or not they're trustworthy. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, I, you know, SmartVestor Pro will sit down with you. They don't charge you a thing because they make a commission yep. off of uh, selling you a mutual fund for mm-hmm. your for your Roth IRA or your kid's college fund. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't make anything unless they sell you something. So people are all suspect about that, but they're the good ones. They do mm-hmm. it with the heart of a teacher. That's why we endorse SmartVestor Pros. Uh, we don't have any fee-based financial planners in our system Yeah, that are upfront fees. Uh, not because I'm mad at them. They just don't like us that, because yeah, I endorse mutual sense. funds. Yeah, that makes and, sense. And, um, you know, because here's the thing. There's a thing in the financial world. It's worth talking about this in the 20 seconds we've got called the fiduciary. And you see yes. it on, there's, there's one company running, and they're lying about it on their TV ad during uh, football. I saw it uh, last two or three weekends. I can't think what it's called little green sign in the background but like we are fiduciaries we are fiduciaries we don't make anything unless you make something we are fiduciary no mm. a, the word fiduciary means a person of trust can you trust someone that gets a commission yes if they're trustworthy they- all real estate agents are commission-based 
fiduciaries. And they should put your them. interest first. Yeah, they just they did, but just because you get paid when they make a sale doesn't mean you can't have integrity. That's right. That's absurd. So that's the financial world right now. This is the Ramsey Show. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. The Ramsey Show question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. From repairs and maintenance to remodeling and upgrades, Neighborly's trusted home service providers have trained local experts to handle almost any job. Download the Neighborly app and you can connect to all the help you need. These are great people. They are. Today's question of the day comes from Paula in Georgia. My son's school is running a food bank, so I sent him with some highly requested items, such as peanut butter, canned soup, and tuna fish. When my husband saw them, he insisted we don't donate quality items like these and instead only donate rice and beans. I'm aware that you've told people to eat beans and rice if they're on a tight budget and cannot afford to indulge in nicer foods. However... I also know that you value generosity and giving, and I didn't see anything wrong with donating something other than beans and rice. Do you believe that the same principle applied to those on a tight budget should also be applied to recipients of food banks? Oh, brother. I don't mean to laugh, but it's just so silly. That's silly. It's silly. Yeah. Number one, when we say beans and rice, honey, it's a metaphor. A metaphor is a, a representation philosophically of an actual item. I am not suggesting that people only live on beans and rice. I am suggesting that you quit spending so dadgum much money on food, especially <laughs> eating out all the time. So probably prime rib is not on your list sure. or lobster tail, but possibly even some hamburger helper might make the list. You don't have to just literally do beans and rice. It's a metaphor. I think this guy was just looking for an excuse to be a tightwad. Be a oh, he, he didn't have to look for an excuse. He already was. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious. And it's not like tuna fish is that big of an upgrade from rice well, and beans. I mean, come on now. And here's the deal. I mean, what we're talking about is you limiting your consumption so you can create margin yeah. to move ahead. We're not talking about those poor people don't need any good food. What in the world, Terrible. dude? Seriously. Seriously. Yeah, that's horrible. Yes, they need some good food. Send them some good food. You cheapskate. Your wife is right. Your son is even better. Yeah. Learn from them, sir. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If you're going to give something away, be generous with what you're giving. That's right. Holly, I'm going to give you a car, but it doesn't really run because you can just <laughs> you can figure that out for yourself. What in the world? You know what, Dave, though? I, I've, I've been, okay, so I've been here about 13 months, 14 months. I am shocked at how many people I've encountered that think the beans and rice, rice and beans thing is literal. Let me tell you what's worse. Okay. 30 years of doing this. Mm -hmm. 
I have had precisely 4,732 offers to co-author a beans and rice cookbook with other listeners. <laughs> I made that up, but it's close to 4,000. I mean, it's unbelievable. The, I, and apparently it would be a bestseller if we could just get the people that wanted to co-author it Look. with me to buy it. But yeah, people no, keep asking me about it. And a I'm beans like, and rice oh. cookbook. No, it's it's a it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Yes, you can eat. You, you can eat different foods. Look it up. Doesn't. Look up metaphor. It's good. For, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but we oh. don't need to be going out to eat every night at some fancy spancy thing, or for that yeah. matter, for fast food. Yeah. Because it's fast, but it's not necessarily food. And the right. um, and, and you know. You're working so that you can learn to put yourself as a guy I used to work for would say, we're working so I can get enough money that I can read the menu from left to right. I know that's right. I don't start with the price. I get to start with the thing and pick what I want. Price mm-hmm. is irrelevant. But when you're broke, you self-manage your consumption, not other people imposing on you yeah. their, their beans and rice. Mm-hmm. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, then you're entering into like a judgment kind of zone, I think. And it's like, well, yeah. just be generous <sighs> if you can. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it, you, you kind of missed the point, sir. Yeah. Kind of, not kind of, yeah, did. You did. All right. Ayla is with <laughs> us. Ayla's in Washington, D.C. Hi, Ayla. What's up? Hi, Mr. Ramsey. Hey. Um, I was wondering if we should pay off our current mortgage and relocate for a current, cheaper mortgage. What's making you ask that question? Wait, wait, pay off your current mortgage and, or relocate and get a cheaper mortgage. What would be cheaper than a paid-off mortgage? Um, so we bought a house that needed to be fixed up, so we fixed it up, and now it's we just had a realtor come out and tell us what we could list it as. My husband was in the military and just got out and his job shelter so it kind of shook us and we just wanted to move somewhere with the proceeds to have a cheap enough mortgage to be covered by my disability okay um so you're not you don't have the opportunity to pay off your mortgage you're talking about moving to a less expensive property because you're scared about his income right why do you think he's not going to get an income? Um, it's not so much that he wouldn't get one. We're just um, kind of thinking about reprioritizing our time. The house that we bought is a historic house, so it takes a lot of maintenance. We do a lot of the work ourselves. That's and, a different discussion. Uh, what do you owe on that house? Uh, four ninety. Okay. I already don't like the house. I hate that we have spent so much time on it. We can get some good money for it and get something I like is a good, reasonable move. Mm-hmm. I'm using okay. his lack of a job and a cheaper mortgage as my excuse is not okay. Okay. Um, you see the we're, difference? We're just kind of, we're both, yeah, we're both on the same boat. So we're just, you know. The boat where he doesn't work? Just. That he has more flexibility, and we're not tied doesn't work down much. How old well, is he? Not right now. How old is he? We're twenty-five and twenty-six. Okay, he needs to get a career, darling. It's not good for he, him to not work much. 
I'm not saying he won't work. I am saying he needs to get a career where he works. Okay. I'm hearing the code words in your language. Uh, 100%. And he's not wanting to work much at all. And that's worrying Part of it is he got point. knocked out of the saddle and didn't get the other uh-huh. job, and it's he's lost some of his confidence. And you're clearly worried because you're talking about selling your, your house, house and relocating so that you could only live on your disability. Like you said it with your own words. I don't think that that came out right. We, okay. He wants to work. That's not the issue. The issue is, is that we want to be more flexible with not having to deal with the house and not having a mortgage that's so high is the mortgage more than 25 percent of your take-home pay it is now that he's not working but before that was it no it wasn't wasn't. okay okay so your mortgage amount is not your problem the house if you want to get rid of a house that's a money pit where you work on it all the time i don't blame you i would do that okay but let's not couch that in he wants more flexibility and when I'm mm-hmm. talking about his job, your answer is he wants more flexibility. It wasn't when I was talking about the house repairs you said that. So okay, I didn't yeah, I didn't no, misunderstand no, you. You no, said it real clearly. So what what we need to do? Let's 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 parse this out and break it up. Number one, the two of you need to get really good, cool, strong careers that you're passionate about. I will send you a copy of Ken Coleman's book, From Paycheck to Purpose. Number two, it doesn't sound like your mortgage is off. Me neither. And I'm I'm actually wondering Number three, I would sell a house, it's a money pit, and I had to screw with it all the time. It drove me nuts. That's true, but I don't know that if it's a money pit, that's one thing, but I don't know. I'd be interested to know more. She's in Washington DC. Where does she plan on relocating? Mm. Where she's gonna They may be moving to a whole different city too. Yeah. That's possible. But yeah, which would be less expensive for sure. Yeah, I, I'm getting rid of the money pit. But I'm also getting a career. Yeah, they need and probably getting a house about the same price range. That in the money pit. Mm-hmm. Want to make the move? That's would be my advice to you guys. Don't don't mix these things together and create some kind of false narrative that's not really going on. Okay, that's what I heard you saying. I think you were saying it, whether you wanted to or not. Mm-hmm. This is the Ramsey Show. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and. We have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Christina is with us. Hi, Christina. How are you? Hi. Good. Welcome. Nervous? Oh, yeah. You're okay. We've never lost a patient. That's right. You're going to be all right. We're proud of you. So you're here to do a debt-free scream. Where do you live? Clarksville, Tennessee. Clarksville. You military family? Um, I used to be in the military, but I'm not now. Okay. Well, thank you for serving. A lot of, a lot of military in Clarksville. That's why I was asking. Yes. All right. And uh, how much debt did Christina from Clarksville pay off? 
$34,162. All right. How long did this take? 36 months. Good for you. you Thousand bucks a month. Get it. And your range of income during that three years? $14,490 a year to $49,060 wow. a year. Good Lord. Wow. What do you do for a living? Um, I have a house cleaning business in Clarksville. Ah. Okay. Did you start at 15000 on your house cleaning business? Well, so... Um, my business started eight years ago, mm-hmm. um, but um, my journey um, officially started. I went through my first FPU class in 2012, so okay. I've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was married at the time, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. tried to get on the same page, and, and um, couldn't. Couldn't, uh-huh. and it took a lot of years to figure out that mm-hmm. we couldn't. Mm-hmm. So in 2020 of. Uh, April of mm-hmm. 2020, Ouch. my divorce was filed. Oh my gosh! And, what a year! Yeah, and the next month my business closed <laughs> because you know nobody yeah. wants this in our home when everybody has COVID. That's right. Oh wow! So I started off my journey um, in the basement of a friend of a friend's house with not much money and uh, not really sure what was g- going to happen. And oh. so since then, um, start cleaning houses again. Yep, started clean. And the nice thing about COVID is everybody wanted their houses clean once we got that started going again. So, <laughs> yeah. so we uh, we actually got got that back up and going. And now, um, now you're making fifty grand. That's a killer. <laughs> well, that's awesome. well, that's everything included. That's that's um, child support and everything. But it it that's yeah. quite a journey. Yeah, good for wow. you. You get after it, girl. Way that's to go. incredible. You got to feel like re- your your li- whole life is transformed in thirty six months. Yeah, it has. It's a whole different world. Yeah. I mean, career, marital status, confidence, everything. Wow. Oh, and you got out of debt. I got out of debt. Yeah. You're amazing. Amazing. I'm so proud of you. It's it's not me. It's all it's all God. Yeah. Well, he he was actually using you to clean those toilets. <laughs> I know that's right. You yeah. You put I, it. You I put did, in the work. I did do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to plant that corner. It doesn't grow. That's true. As you sow, so shall you reap. Way to go, kiddo. Really cool. Very proud of you. Excellent. All right. So. Uh, what kind of debt was $34,000? Oh, it was everything. It was uh, it was uh, back taxes. It was mm. uh, back rent um, just from after the divorce. It was um, student loan, car loan. Um, How'd you get card? all the wow. debt? You got all the de- debt from the divorce? Um, no, I got, a, I got a little, just just over half of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was my half. That okay. was my half of everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the back rent was both of you, and then you got half the back rent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love the support I'm seeing from your son. That that is that's hitting me, man. I love it. You you definitely clearly had the support of your family next to you. I do. That's the only reason that I got here is because of, of all the support. Uh, it's one thing everybody. to have two teenagers. It's another to have two good ones. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. <laughs> She's like, what me? <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Wow. Way well, to I, go. you know, they they've been with me the whole time. I mean, right after right after um. Um, when we started cleaning again and, and things were starting to move along, um, I actually tried to homeschool them because mm-hmm. that was smart. On top of everything I had to deal with, I thought that homeschooling them was going to be a good plan. So for that first year after COVID, we homeschooled for a year. And and, wow. and every month, every month for um, our finance lesson, I bought the, the Ramsey homeschool thing and everything. And every month for our, we came up here, we came up here to watch your show. Uh-huh. And I brought my planner and I would do my budget at the end of the month right here in the lobby. And then whoever was doing the show, I had sign 
signed my planner for that month. So y'all were kind of my accountability for that first month while I was trying to get back on my feet. Wow. Uh, you're, so. you're my accountability because we <laughs> keep coming to work. You're inspiring. Very so, inspiring. So they've been with me. They, they've come along with me on everything. This year when when I finally got in a headspace to where I could really buckle down, um, we I brought them to the Building Wealth Live um, I came to the SMART conference. I brought them with me to meet Micro for the labor crisis. Sweet. So they've been drug along with like everything. So wow. they're my little buddies. I love it. Uh, nice. I love it. So Amazing. what's next? Building up the emergency fund, feeling good about the future. Yeah. How does it feel to have no debt? Surreal. I mean, I've been trying since 2012 and, and I just, I've, I listen to these all the time. I've come see, I've come seen your shows Mm-hmm. I mean, for years, and I, I cry every time that I, I watch one, and I just never just, imagined I would actually be up here. Okay, so you overcome living in a friend of a friend's basement. You overcome the business closing down and opening up. You overcome $34,000 worth of debt. You overcome the loss of your marriage all in the last 36 months. You truly are a warrior princess. Mm-hmm. You're amazing. I mean, that's powerful. It really I is. feel like a lot of it was, I don't think it was because of me. I think it, I felt like most of the time it was in spite of me. Cause no, you're a hero. <laughs> you're a hero. You need to own it. Yeah, you do. You committed to it. For some people, it really is a longer journey, and you committed for the whole journey. It's just like your shirt. Anybody who can't read her shirt, everything is possible for the one who believes. Amen. And that is such, I mean, you're really evidence of that. You kept belief and you kept going and you got knocked down and you kept going and you got knocked down again and you kept going and here you are on the stage. Yeah, but I'm hard-headed too. I actually called in Ken's show about six years ago to ask if I should try to pay off debt or hire some people for my business. And he said that you get what you focus on, so I should pay off debt. So I went and I hired a bunch of people. And <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so, so, you know, and then and then I remember, I remember, um, I remember uh, back when y'all were in your old building, uh, I got, I, I, I really, I was, I got, uh, my husband got me, my ex-husband got me a, a car for, in 2018 for my birthday, and I had a paid off van, and I was listening to, I listened to you guys, and I read all, I got all your books, and I, I've been trying for a long time, you know, and uh, I got that, and, and part of me was like you can't take this and then part of me was like well it was a gift and her marriage wasn't doing well so this is kind of fun so well we'll see I felt so guilty taking that car that the next day I drove out to your old place in Brentwood to get a lecture from you (laughs) on why I shouldn't have a car payment and I felt so I felt but I left I left the office that morning and Nicole my office manager she said so you gonna tell Dave that uh you're 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 there in your new car and I said absolutely not (laughs) and I said in fact I was so ashamed that I parked across the street at the stores and I walked over so that I didn't have to park in your parking lot (laughs) wow you didn't defile the parking lot (laughs) I did not defile the parking lot and I I cannot tell you when I got here this morning and I was driving out here and my 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 financial coach Andy he took a picture of my parking spot where you have the name of all the debt free screams and like uh-huh. it like just kind of blew me away like five years ago I was hiding in mm. the bushes and, and now, now you have, a, spot, now you have a parking spot of honor look at that you don't have to park across the street at the store in the parking spot of shame that's right, that's right. <laughs> I have a car that you can't open the door from the outside but that's okay that's yeah. only temporary that's only temporary hey, how, how, old, how old are your your kiddos um 16 and 14. 16 and 14. And their names? 
Uh, this is Grace and Christian. Grace and Christian. Well done. well done, Mom. Well done. I know you're nervous, but uh, we're pretty impressed. You, you know, we run into a lot of people on this stage, and some of them are overcomers. Some of them knock a few things down. Uh, you've, you, you just took a machete and whacked your way through the jungle, yeah, kiddo. Right. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Well done. Hey, we've got the uh, Live and Give box for you that includes the Total Money Makeover book, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book, because that's your destiny. And uh, no stopping this one. Woo! And a Financial Peace University membership, and you guys are incredible. Uh, Grace and Christian, I, I know you know this, but uh, your mom is a superhero. Very cool. All right, count it down, you guys. 34000 paid off in 36 months from 15000 to forty nine. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're debt-free! Yeah! yeah! Wow. Woo! Allergies are bad this season. Bro, I'm just saying. That'll make your eyes water right there. That's this is good. the Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Well, in case you wondered if smart conference that you did on the hill up here was important, last caller told us it was, or one of the other streaming events, or one of the other nine million things we do around yep. here, like doing a show every day, and you can come in here and watch the show live, is important. We had no idea she'd been in here all those times. That's right. It was first time we ever met her. Mm-hmm. So very, very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. Speaking of starting your journey, uh, Jade Washaw will be doing a free every dollar webinar at everydollar.com slash budgeting you can sign up and help you break the cycle of living paycheck to paycheck when is the webinar tomorrow tomorrow at eleven thirty central time so sign up so like tuesday the 10th yep tuesday the 10th tuesday that's good the 10th at eleven thirty a.m central time if you're not able to do that or you hear this at a later date because you can catch it on your podcast or youtube or something at a later date there are others that's so right. be sure to go to everydollar.com slash budgeting. Jade will be doing more. Rachel Cruz will be doing more. And George will be doing more of these uh, budgeting webinars. And they actually make budgeting fun. They actually help you work out how to take your paychecks and pick out which thing goes in which thing. Right. Uh, we call it paycheck planning through the month. So every dollar has an assignment. For that matter, every dollar of every check has an assignment when you're done. Uh, it's a very usable, very friendly, world's best budgeting app. And by the way, we're not charging you this free, totally free, every dollar webinar, every dollar.com slash budgeting, sign up and jump in. All right. Jennifer is with us. Jennifer is in Colorado Springs. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Better than I deserve. What's up? Well, I'm brand new to, um, home ownership. Um, 
And unfortunately, my husband and I bought this house together two months before he passed. Oh, so my now gosh. I'm kind of stuck in, in a ridiculous place. Oh, my. overwhelmed and unexpected. What happened and, to um, him? Two months ago or when? No, he passed in June, but we, he passed two months after we bought the right. house. Wow. Oh, I'm so sorry. How old was he? 53. Oh, I'm sorry. Young. What happened? Yeah. Um, well, long story short, end stage liver failure. Oh, my. I'm so sorry. Well, how long you, were y'all married? Too. Um, 14 years. Okay. How old? And you're about the same age? I'm 47. 47. Okay. All right. How can we help today? I'm so sorry. So, thank you. So, anyway, like I said, this is the first home I've ever owned, and I'm trying to figure out everything on my own. And it just so happened that the neighbor that we share a fence line with, and there is just one fence line, the fence line fell into my property. And I was hoping that the homeowner adjacent would go half and half on replacing the fence, but they don't seem interested in that. So I guess I'm stuck with fixing the fence by myself. Okay. Um, well, typically the fence is put up just inside the property line of one party or the other. Okay. So if the survey was done, what the fence posts would typically be on your property or on their property, meaning that it's yeah, either your fence or their fence. Okay. The posts were definitely on their property. Okay. So it's definitely their Here's fence. I guess so. Now that you explained it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, now, uh, did something knock it down or it just rotted down or what? Just, yeah, just rotted and it was the wind, but we both have dogs. So I feel so- somewhat responsible to get it fixed as opposed to what, you know, it just mm-hmm. being an issue, you know? So I just yeah. didn't know what the recourse, if there is any, or if I just need to fix it because they won't. Did When you brought it to them, they were probably unaware of whose property it was on. Do you think that if you let them know, hey, it's on your property, do you think that would change it at all? Or is it just a situation where they're not try. spending money on that? Yeah, I can try now that you told me that because I wasn't sure. You know, I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. So if I, if uh, I you know, came the, fin- the fence that, posts are on your but... property, so this is your fence. I will go yeah. in with you to help you fix your fence. <laughs> oh, you know what? That sounds a lot kinder. It's but a, that's I even a different sentence than can, can we split yeah, this? Is. That's a different sentence. Yeah. If you because they're going to be the owner of the fence when it's fixed, mm-hmm. and you're yeah, just doing that like out that. of the goodness you're of your doing, heart. You're doing that to keep your dogs out of their yard. Absolutely, and their dogs out of mine. But yeah. I didn't know that, and I wasn't armed with that. So maybe I'll try that and see what yeah. happens. I appreciate it. Yeah. I don't know. My guess is they only the money. Yeah. So none of this may change it. It might it also might help to, this is what I would do. I might have someone come look at it. So I had some actual numbers to say, hey, mm. oh, sure. I was looking at this. If we both chip in, you know, $600, I don't know how, what that costs. If we both chip in $600, they'll come out and fix it. The, I know, okay. you know, and tell them it's on their side. Hey, I, I, t- I looked at the parameters. It's technically your fence, but it benefits both of us. If you chip in $600, I'll chip in $600. You know, I already found oh, a guy. And that, we'll fix your fence. Yeah. That sounds reasonable. I like that. Thank yeah. you very much. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. How 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 big a piece of property are we dealing with? Uh, how long, I wouldn't how know. Long, how long? How many? How many? How long is the section of fences down? Fifty feet? Five hundred feet? I guess it's feet? like I don't know. It's like eight panels. So I, I I'm not okay, really good not at much. that. Okay. So it's like a privacy fence. Yeah, correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we're not talking a lot of money here mm-hmm. then. 
Well, that's good. I was just didn't know if I had any recourse to action, but I like what you said. I, I, I don't. I don't think you have any recourse. Yeah. I think you've got persuasion and neighborly love and those kinds of things. Because here's the problem: if you put up a fence just inside your property, they can attach to it and still get the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and, but you know, and put no money in it. So. Yeah, yeah, worst comes to worst, I'll do that. But I like your way better. I'll at least try it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, and, guys. And, and you know, the other thing I would do, mm-hmm. uh, and this sounds manipulative, but it's not because it's the truth. I would just, you're, A, I would sit down in front of them personally if you can. Do they live there? No. Okay. It's just renters at the property. Yeah. Oh, that's part of the that's problem, why too. they don't care. Part of the problem too. Okay. So, oh no, not them in particular. They they've no, but they have do- the renters have dogs that come in your yard. Yes, because correct. the owner has not fixed his fence. Mm-hmm. This is a problem. Now too. it's different. But, yeah. Anyway, do, do the people? Do you know the people that own it? No, no, not personally. Do they happen to live in your area, or do you know? I don't know that. Okay. If you can find out, it's always better to talk about things in person. Okay. Always better because, and if you can do that, number one, number two, I would tell them your story and your story is, Hey, I've never done anything like this. Cause I've never owned real estate. My husband died right after we moved in here and I don't know how to navigate this stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't I, even know if I could do that. Frankly, I could barely do it with you guys. <laughs> well, if you did it with us, you can do it with them. Yeah, I suppose Yeah, you can do it. 24 million okay. people just listened in on this conversation. So, <laughs> That's right. I mean, I imagine you can have a one duper over a cup of coffee. All right. So, uh, but yeah, just, just sit down and go, look, I lost my husband in June and I don't know how to do all this stuff, but here's an idea I had. Your, your, your renter's dogs are getting in my yard. My dogs are getting in your yard and, and the fence is on your property. So it's your fence, but I'll mm-hmm. chip in with you on your fence. I got some bids. Like Jade said, it's 400 bucks. I'll put in 200. If you guys will put in 200, mm-hmm. would you, would you help out? help out a neighbor here and let's get this fixed up yeah and you know it's hard to turn that one down and it's also worth mentioning that you're trying to avoid something bigger because if you guys' dogs get to fighting if somebody's dog bites another dog like i can just see this snowballing into a bigger issue and if the owner's going to want to avoid that at all costs if they know what's going on well you know what i'm saying because one more one more word to have one more reason to not have uh, renters with dogs but what do i know Ooh, so i love true. dogs love dogs me and my dog spent time together this morning right before i came to work <laughs> but uh none but i hate dogs as a landlord so as a renter we, we don't have any we don't have any ramsey houses with dogs in them not not legally anyway there might be some illegal aliens but not not legally so <laughs> illegal alien dogs <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Dave, have a heart. People, they got to bring their, I, they can't bring their pet. I know. They, the problem is they don't make them behave, just like some people's children, right? <laughs> That's so, right. And then I got a house that's all torn up because I didn't have a backbone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, anyway, that's what's happening. So there you go. There you go. And then the fence falls down. That's there right. So, dog knocked it down. I know what happened. <laughs> 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 this is the Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. 
Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Again, 888-825-5225. Mark starts off this hour in Springfield, Missouri. Hey, Mark, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Um, I got a question. I know how the baby steps work, but I'm, I've, I've got a little bit of a quandary as to where I need to put my wife's student loans in this because she is still in school and not having to pay on them. So mm-hmm. do I put them in, because she's got 12 loans, do I put them in where they go and slow my snowball down, or do I put them at the end and continue my snowball until I get to them? I'd put them in where they go. She's got 12 of them, so I'd list I'd I'd put those in smallest to largest along with your other debts. And you might have one student loan and then a credit card and then a student loan and then a car payment and then you know, it, it doesn't all have to be by group. And I think sometimes in our minds we want it to be that way, but that's okay. Just put them in as they go smallest to largest. How much student loan debt is there? It's 58,000. And how much other debt is there? Uh there's two cars. Um one is nine thousand and one is thirteen thousand and the student loans only one of them is more than the first car so i'm going to be paying we're going to be doing like 11 student loans and then a car yeah it's forty six thousand that i'm not going to be building what's your household yeah you won't be building any Uh, snowballing because you don't have any payments on those to cancel out i got you Mm, yeah that's a good point um so the uh what's your income the household income is one hundred and seventy thousand. And when does she graduate? Uh, she'll graduate. Um, she she's doing part time schooling, so she's got uh, I think six semesters left, and we can have both of the cars paid off before that. Are they are they subsidized or are they unsubsidized? Uh, she's got two that are getting taxes. Uh, they're not taxes. Uh, interest. Yeah. And the rest of them aren't. Um. Say uh, 58 and 46, right? You said 58,000 in student loan debt and how mm-hmm. much other? Yeah, and then uh, 9,000 on one car and 13 on another. Oh, okay. So 31 and 58, right? So 80, no, 80, 89,000. It's less than that. No, we're at 80,000. We're right at 80,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. Seventy nine thousand. I added it wrong. Okay. Um and you make a hundred and seventy thousand. Yes. Okay. Explain to me why you can't pay all this in a year. Because we have eight kids. Wow. They don't eat that much. You can raise eight kids on a hundred grand. Well, we the the eight kids are all teenagers. You can raise eight so kids on a hundred grand, man. There's sports, there's food, there's all that stuff. It's just, it's a year of sacrifice. Yeah. Because um, 170 minus 79 is one year you're debt free. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't do it in a year, you'll be able to do it in 14 months. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you're looking, you know, when you said she's going to be six semesters and you're just going to barely have two cars paid off, you're not making any progress no, 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 at no, all. No, no, we'll, we'll no. Have, we'll have the two cars paid off by August of next year. Yeah, you ought to have. You ought to be done by August yeah. of next year. The whole stinking thing or close. So we, are you paying cash for her college as she goes? 
Yes, we, we have stopped with the student loans. Okay. We are paying cash for everything now. Good. And what is she studying? Uh, she's getting her master's in uh, business. Like, it's not the MBA, but it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. a, a business Okay, and, and her intention is to do what with her career with eight kids? Uh, to help me run my business. <laughs> I see. Okay. While you have eight kids? Yes. That are teenagers? Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, good. Well, you're doing well with your business, sir. Is the 170000 taxable net profit on your business, or is that your gross revenues? The the hundred a hundred of it is from my business. That's the uh, the profit before taxes and everything. No, that's before taxes and everything. Before ta- before before expenses. Yes. What do you take home from the business as payment? Um, well, I've been taking home uh, just eight hundred dollars a week. Now, well, what do you pay in taxes actually- on on the hundred thousand dollars of revenue that this business creates? You do not have a household income of one hundred and seventy. That's why you couldn't see doing this because you don't have okay. a net yeah. profit of a hundred thousand on the business. That's your gross revenues. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure what it will be this year because I, I didn't make this much last year. So, what'd you um, make last, last year? year? Last year, I only made fifty thousand. Gross. Okay. Gross. Yes. Did you that net anything on that? Uh, not much. We we still with the money that she paid in for her taxes. We still got a tax return. So, and we have we have fixed that. I know that you don't like to hear no, tax no, returns, I mean, so we, that, we have fixed that. Honey, I'm still trying to figure out if your <laughs> business is making a profit. Do you I, know what a profit is? Yes, I know what a profit. It, it's is. your taxable income on the business. Yes. On fifty thousand dollars, did you have to pay any taxes? No. Because then you of, lost uh, money on fifty thousand dollars worth of revenue. With with what my wife paid in on on her check. Well, here's Honey, what you need your to wife, do. Your wife check's got nothing to do with your business's profitability. You need to hire someone to run your books. Yeah, you need so to, that you, you need to sit down with a bookkeeper with and learn how to do a set of books. That's the next you don't hire any, you, you, need don't, to make. you don't even have any idea if you're making a profit. Because uh, a profit is your gross revenues minus the expenses associated with the business mm-hmm. equals profit. And I'm not sure you made a profit on 50 grand, so I'm not sure you're making a profit on 100 grand. Thus, I think you're trying to raise kids on 70 grand mm-hmm. actual revenue, which is your, your actual other income, not business related mm-hmm. income. And yeah, you're not going to pay it off in a year doing that. So we need to figure out whether this calculation's right to tell you if my advice was bogus, but I have bad information from you. Mm-hmm. Even so, still, they're still going to have to walk through a debt snowball, and if the business is not making money, they're going to have to find more money coming in yeah. in order to make this happen fast with eight kids. You need to quit running, getting a master's degree to run a business that isn't profitable. It's not making money, yeah. Because be that's, that's, mo- that's losing money at that point. Yeah, it's already losing money, probably. Yeah. I can't tell. I can't tell because he doesn't know. But anyway... Yeah, get to the bottom of it. Let's figure out if you're making a profit or not and if you're expanding that. Because yeah. you definitely increased your revenues, but I'm not sure you increased your profits. Because mm-hmm. if you lose 25 cents of watermelon, you don't just get a bigger truck. That's not how this works. So, um, all right. Uh, then based on all of that, what would I do? Yeah, I might pay off the car first and let the student loan set to the side for a minute. At least get rid of one of the dadgum payments out of your tight budget. No. But I, I can't tell what your budget is, so it's really hard to tell you if it's worth doing that. If you truly made a profit of 100000 which I think we've established yeah. you didn't, um, <laughs> he did. then you had $170,000 actual household income, 
then I would go back to my original thing and say, shut up and pay off the loans in a year mm-hmm. or 14 months if 79000 should go away. But I don't think that's the numbers. So I think it, ch- it changed in the middle of the conversation. It did. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jade is my co-host today. By the way, folks, uh, I do a show called the Entree Leadership Podcast, where I take calls on small business, and we talk about the five stages of business and uh, what it takes to level up in those five stages, the six drivers that do that. We've got a whole system for teaching small businesses to grow and run. It's the playbook. The book, Entree Leadership, is our number one bestseller. It's the playbook that we've used to run Ramsey, and we've grown it in 30 years from a card table in my living room to about a $300 million company. So we'll walk you through this stuff. And when you're at that beginning stage, is it called a treadmill operator, when it's just you and all the revenue and all the production counts on you, you kind of just own your job at that point when you're a small business person and you're doing all the work and, um, you know, and the revenue comes in because of you, the production comes in because of you, all that kind of stuff. It's a one or two, maybe a three-man lady show, whatever there. Uh, that's the normal way everyone starts, but those are the stages that you have to get things in place like a good set of accounting books, a good set of books uh, to where you know what's happening with your money. If you do not make the money behave, and those of you in the construction world, the remodeling world, you do job costing, and you know which each job is profitable, so you learn to do your estimating properly. You you know you set up. You know, can I afford to hire someone? Well, you have mm-hmm. to. Can I afford to buy a piece of equipment, or can I afford to rent another space? Uh, you have to be able to take look at your numbers and see if you have a profit to be able to do that. Because a business that doesn't make a profit is called a hobby. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a harsh hobby, actually, because you're delusional. And I've done it accidentally a time or two. Are you, do you run a not-for-profit? Not intentionally, but there's a time <laughs> or two that I almost have, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's a, uh, you know, so if you want to learn more, Entree Leadership is the is one of the top business and leadership podcasts out there. You can join me. I do it once a week, and it's on the Ramsey Networks, and we would love to have you join us and check out the whole entree leadership brand we've got events you can come to uh we've got a whole uh subscription process where we coach you called elite and so all of that falls into that bucket for their, our last caller mm-hmm. uh jeff is in cleveland ohio hi jeff welcome to the ramsey show 
Hello, thank you very much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Sure, what's up? Um, <clears throat> I'm 52 years old. My wife is 51, and uh, a couple years ago, she was diagnosed with a form of dementia. Um, so we are tra- navigating that. Um, as far as our financials go, we have a will, a financial power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, a living will in place. Good. Uh, she's no longer on the deed of the house, but she has lifetime access to the residence through the will. Um, she has no property or any bank accounts in her name at all. We have our six month emergency fund. Why did you take everything out of her name? Uh, that's what the attorney had said. For what? I, I, uh, because she, because she might misuse them if she, if her dementia is advanced. Uh, it might be for Medicare or Medicaid. I'm not sure. Medicaid is for poor people. That's welfare. Yeah. It only works. You, no, that won't work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The, okay. And do, so you were doing real good. You got all the documentation in place. And, uh, and how uh, much do you have in investments? Uh, as far as uh, our Roth, we have 340. And as far as my workplace 401k, I have 95,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, within the last couple months, probably maybe three months, uh, I stopped contributing to my 401k and my Roth so I could pile up money. And a couple of weeks ago, I paid off my house. Good for you. Really, really good. So we're, so we're on step seven, um, okay. which kind of brings me to my question. Um, with Ohio and Medicaid, uh, the spouse can have up to $140,000 in assets, except if you put the Roth IRAs in payout status, in an RMD payout status, those are not counted as assets. So hey, one hey, thing hey, 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 listen. Yeah. Um, you're, you're trying to figure out a way to put your wife, you, you didn't mean to, but you're trying to figure out a way to put your wife in a welfare nursing home. Oh. Medicaid, is, Medicaid, uh, is, Medicaid is welfare. You don't want it's to for do poor, that. It's for poor people. And you don't need to okay. do that. Okay. And, and the guidelines are there to keep it from people that are only poor people putting people in those nursing homes. Okay. Okay. And you're not poor people. You can take care of your wife, man. I'm so sorry you're facing this, but you've done a great job with money and you're in a position to love your wife well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just want to get everything that I can out of the way. So I know, but, but, but the the goal, the goal is to take care of her. The goal is not to put her in a Medicaid nursing home. Right. Right. Let's change, let's change the goal. And you evidently make good money. What do you make? Uh, I make about seventy three a year. You've done a really good job on seventy three, dude. Is mm-hmm. she still working? Oh no, she she's on uh, Medicare. She's not able to work or drive. No. Okay, so it's advancing then. Yeah, I'm so I'm sorry. sorry, man. That's tough. So yeah. where where are we today? Is, does she know everyone still, or what? Where? How far yeah. progressed? Um, we have uh, we have appointments every six months. Uh, last appointment. You know, the doctor was able to notice some decline. Uh, she'll go through some more testing in another six months. Um, but she is able, you know, she is at home. Um, she knows you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you yeah, not, you but, know, you're not days, but you're noticing deterioration? You know, it varies. It, some days are better than yeah, others. always, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, you're, you're right to do what you've done. Every single thing you've done, I agree with. I think you've done a wonderful job, sir. Mm-hmm. You're a good man. Okay. 
And well, I, I and I would I would agree with your last part of your financial moves to pile up cash, and pile up cash and pile up cash, and the next stage that is fairly inexpensive compared to nursing home is in home care. Yeah. Okay. And so if you can pile up another hundred grand before you need in home care, okay. you probably have that earmarked then to take care of her, for uh, to pay for you know a nurse or help of some kind mm-hmm. uh, okay. of some level of professional to come in and help you. And there may be a few days at the end of life that, that she will have to have care that is beyond in home, but maybe not, okay. maybe not. Um, I, I can tell you this. Okay. Sharon and I have got, uh, we're multimillionaires. And so I'm 63. I do not have nursing home insurance. I'm a multimillionaire. Yeah. I, I will be at home. I can afford full-time care for my wife if something happens to her. And you can, too, because you've done such a good job, um, but you're catching it way earlier. But, I mean, by the time if something happens to Sharon and she's at home, I can provide all the services of a nursing home privately with a private mm-hmm. freaking butler, okay? Yeah. And it's still mm-hmm. less expensive than a nursing home. Mm-hmm. But I've just got okay. that option, and you've just about got yourself in that position. In a, in a very heartbreaking situation, you have been very um, intentional and wise. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. I've, I've just followed your principles. Well, you, 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 had, a, you had an extra um, grenade thrown in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And sure so uh, and it, it throws you off kilter. But, uh, you, you know, it, only if you are completely broke. It, listen, if you go visit a Medicaid nursing home and you go visit a private care nursing home that you pay for, mm-hmm. you'll see mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Okay. There there are a few of them that are excellent, but it's government housing yeah. versus private residence. Okay. That's the, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's welfare. It's what it's for. Yeah. It's okay. I'm not mad. I'm not talking down my nose at somebody or something like that. But if you've got the means, you your job it. is not to try to to dodge using your money your job is to use your money because yeah. that's what it's for to take care of her yeah i think he's done a great job wow you know such a difficult situation they're they're so young mm. early 50s man that's tough yeah and early onset has a long lifespan it does so um potentially well, potentially so um yeah this could be a decade yeah but uh, thankfully he did set himself up paid for a mortgage man. he's been investing he couldn't have done any better. Very wise. Very wise. Heartbreaking. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, you can drop in and have free homemade chocolate chip cookies and coffee anytime you want. We do this show from 1 to 4 Central Time, Monday through Friday. It's completely free to come in and watch ugly paint dry on the wall. No, we're here. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> very, we're very entertaining, so you don't want to miss it. There's always 50 to 200 folks sitting out here. There's a museum or a whatever you call it, a timeline of the, everything that's happened around here. It's fun to visit the lobby and have an experience as a part of your Nashville visit. We'd love to have you. In the lobby also is a, a stage right in front of our windows. We call it the debt-free stage. On it is David and Lisa. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. How are you? Better than I deserve. Welcome. Where do you live? We live in the Austin area, a little town called Liberty Hill. Oh, yeah. Fun. Welcome to Nashville. Good Thank to you. have you guys. So how much debt have you paid off? 
Paid off almost $300,000 or Woo-hoo! right at $300,000. Wow. Good for you. And how long did that take? Real slow five years ago. Took about five years to right. get rid of it. And your range of income during that time? Uh, we started at 125000 and we ended last year at three sixty. Wow. wow. What do you all do for a living? Uh, my wife is retired now. That was the agreement of paying off the house. Hey! <laughs> but... Um, I do say I, I'm a hundred percent commission salesperson in the HVAC industry, okay. like commercial HVAC. Oh yeah. Way to go, man. Amazing. So your house is gone and paid off. House is gone and paid off. We, Looking at weird people. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What's the house worth? Um, 500. Wow. Oh, nice. How so much we, is in your investments? Uh, it, last year has hurt us a little bit, but right around 400. So you're right out of me. Yeah, we're right there. Way to go. Baby Steps Millionaires paid for house. How old are you? I'm 41. And I'm 42. All right. Amazing. That feels good. Yeah. How's it feel to not have a payment in the world? It's nice. It's nice. It definitely feels special. So we feel like we've been blessed and we don't feel like we deserve what we have. Well, you do deserve it, but we're better than we deserve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There we go. Wow. So (laughs) was it only the house or was there other debt included in the 300,000? We had 242,000 on the house and then we had about 50,000 in cars and then we had the rest was credit cards. So we did the credit card. We did the snowball, Mm -hmm. got credit cards first and then we actually, we traded some cars. We did some things to get rid of that debt Uh and then... And then we just worked on the house. Um, we actually paid 192000 in the last 16 months. Yeah, wow. you've been making That's serious it. money. Yeah, Lisa, what did you do before you retired? I've worked as a receptionist. I worked as a school, as a paraprofessional for mm-hmm. five years. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. And you said, I'm in, but when we're done, I'm done. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> want to focus on our daughter, Claire, who's here with us this t- yeah. today. And well, it gives you a reason to push forward like mm-hmm. that. That's Absolutely. excellent. Now, you got, now you're just an old retired person That's at 42. Right. <laughs> Had your reward at the end. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So Boy. what else are you planning to do? I mean, you've got, you don't have a payment in the world. Is there a trip? Is there something fun that you're going to well, do to is, celebrate? This is kind of our trip. We yes. kind of... No, you got to do better than that. We got, we got, we got Dave it all. is cool, but you got to do better. Well, we, we came in sa- Saturday to do this, and then we're going to go to Nashville till next weekend. This was kind of our whole, like, we wanted to do this. I've been a couple of times on business, but they've never been, so yeah. it's something that we wanted to do together. Oh, we love the area, so we're going to we're gonna head into Nashville tonight and stay till Saturday. Yep. Oh, good. Yeah. So, That's fun. Yeah, love it, you'll love have it. a blast. You'll have a blast. But Thank yeah. you, guys. No, we appreciate you. I mean, like I said, yeah. we uh, one of the things that – we find interesting is I have a degree in history and I fell into HVAC and just never got out. And we feel like God has a plan for us Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we should never have done what we've done. Mm. Mm. Not with, uh, I wanted to be a teacher. I never got to do it. So I, uh, fell into HVAC sales and never got out. So, Mm -hmm. but they all, you know, it doesn't always work out the way we plan. So, so how did you originally get connected with us in this process? Um, I've done FPU through church a few times, and we taught it once at our house during COVID and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we saw you when you came to Austin mm-hmm. a yeah, couple years you, ago. You come to yeah. Austin a couple times. Actually, yeah. I have a constant reminder yes. of a keychain with your. Yeah, you know, live like no one else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> live like no one else. Yeah. So we have a constant reminder. Yeah. Um, but it's something that you know we've we've supported and we love and yeah. we have family that my dad. You know, we grew up like in debt all the time and my dad's running the program now we're running the program my brother just sold some houses to pay off his debt and get wow. rid of stuff so we've got 
the family is in a better place because you know we're all following you now changing yeah. your family tree absolutely yeah. all the limbs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're trying to we're trying to do yeah lead by that. example right yeah well done very well done what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? I mean, you're debt-free in your 40s, house and everything, baby steps, millionaires, pretty impressive. Just commitment, being on the same page. You know, we've sacrificed a lot and said no to a lot of things. But what was the deepest cut on the sacrifice, the thing you remember that was the biggest ouchie? I mean, probably vacations. Mm-hmm. Just And family stuff. And we family used to do things. a lot of barbecues yeah. in the summer times, and during football season where we'd have people and we kind of just cut it all off because it got mm-hmm. real expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you that know, doing it fast. every weekend, it yeah. starts adding up real fast. So we, yeah. we made a lot of sacrifices where we were those crazy people where we just weren't doing a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we were trying to do little day trips here and there instead of, like, big vacations. And yeah. we, we've become professionals at having – breakfast for dinner at least twice a week <laughs> and we've continued that yeah. so i was gonna say breakfast for dinner is that really a sacrifice because that's that's legitimate it is. it's a yeah. sacrifice but for now them. but now all the, now all that stops <laughs> no, we, no. It, well no i mean i mean if you want to do it yes. you can do it but yeah. breakfast on your i mean it says on your keychain live like no one else so yeah. later you can live like no that's one right. else and give like no one else yeah. and so we and we plan want you to, to enjoy this now yeah. yeah and we plan to and it's it's just something that's hard to break when you've been doing it for five years. I know, but it's football season, dude. Get the yeah. barbecue going. <laughs> get the barbecue going, man. Yeah. Get it back going again. It's time. You, yeah. did, you did a good job. You've won. You sacrificed to win. Now enjoy the winnings. That's right. Thank well you. done. Proud of you guys. Very Thank good. You. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? You told me that, right? You said commitment yes. and sacrifice, but yeah. I, didn't let, I didn't let David answer. Yeah. So the hardest thing for me is finding contentment. I know Rachel talks about it all the time and my wife tells me all the time. It's just finding, we, we work together really well, but the budget is the biggest thing. Um, you always say to let the other person, you know, I'm the one that controls the budget, but I've always given her, you know, she's always looked it over and made some change. I forced Good. her to make a change Good. every single time Good. so that she was committed to the process. Good. Um, but working together through the whole thing, I mean, I couldn't have done it without them. I mean, yeah. the process of, you know, I kind of bribed her a little bit with the retirement thing. <laughs> as soon as we get it done, you can retire. But in reality, I think she just gave you her terms. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you bribed her at all. Yeah. You said, this is this is what it takes to get me. In. <laughs> yeah, this is what it takes to get where we want to be. So good. We're excited Excellent. about it. Good terms of surrender. Well done. <laughs> Very well done. All right, you guys. Excellent job. Hey, we've got the live and give box for you. Uh, the Baby Steps Millionaires, you've made it there or almost so close we're calling it. And depending on what the market goes up today or tomorrow. Yeah. There, you, there go. you go. And a total money makeover book to give away to someone and a Financial Peace University membership to give away while you're continuing to lead classes. Thank you for leading the classes. Mm-hmm. It makes a big difference. People go to those classes, as you know, their life gets changed. Yeah. And uh, you got, it's because of people like you coordinating. So thank you for being a coordinator. We really Really appreciate it. And you're a perfect example, too. I know, right? Well, we wow. appreciate everything you do. Yes. Well, God bless y'all. All right, David and Lisa and Claire, Austin, Texas area, 300000 paid off. House and everything! Yeah. Weird people. The Baby Steps Millionaires did it in five years, making one twenty-five up to now three sixty. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, two one. one. We're, We're debt-free! Free. Yeah! Whoop, 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 whoop. I love it. Yes. Man, <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Hey, those two leaned in. They sure did. Pretty incredible. The whole well family. Done. That's 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 well done. Well played. 
This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, good folks. Dr. John Deloney here. Listen, the Ramsey Cash Giveaway is back, and you could win the $3,000 grand prize. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway and enter every day. Plus, save 20% on bestsellers like my latest book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, my Questions for Humans conversation cards, and my friend Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps Millionaires. Listen, don't miss these deals. Get 20% off at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Podcast reviews, five stars. The Jada rant on the student loans was powerful. She really painted the depth of the problem and the hurt that can come from them. Uh, the best rant I've heard in months. It should be required listening to every semester of high school and college. Way to go, Jade. A Jada right. rant. A Jade rant. There you go. Have you... Uh, have you previously named that or um i think they got it from the dave rant oh i think it's a subsidiary okay (laughs) wholly owned subsidiary okay uh i drive every morning as an uber lyft driver in new york city i listen to the podcast with my passengers some don't pay any attention but those that do listen ask and become interested i share my experience and my baby steps uh, that i'm at and i really enjoy getting compliments from the other ramsey followers wow they get into the get into uber yeah uh glad i'm not the only listener in new york city well i'm i love that i'm I'm glad you're not too but i'm glad both of you found each other no i'm kidding (laughs) that's how i found you as somebody had you on the car radio my brother had you on the car radio well there you go forced forced listening there you go laura's in sarasota hi laura welcome to the ramsey show hi dave how are you better than we deserve what's up so I have a question. We're paying off the last of our debt. I have about 66000 on my car. I just wanted to know, do you think I should be able to get my nails done while I do that? <laughs> I am unqualified to answer this question as I am to answer, can I get my hair done when you uh, do this? So, However, Jade is sitting next to me with fluorescent <laughs> nails. She is qualified. Uh, so what Sam and I did when we were paying off our debt is – we kind of, I, I did not get my nails done. And every so often I was able to get my hair done. So it was a trade-off because it can mm-hmm. get expensive if you're going every two weeks and you're doing the hair thing mm-hmm. and you're doing, I don't know, what you're getting your eyebrows, you know, whatever done. It gets Another expensive. Another thing I'm inexperienced at. There Dave, you, you know, don't do, you don't wax There's just eyebrows. a whole bunch of these things I don't know anything about. So the point is, it's a lot of grooming. It can get expensive. Um, some of it, it's like, yeah, it, you need somebody to, cut your hair every now and then or you need you know whatever that is but mm-hmm. nails truly is one of those things that it so is what a does luxury. it cost to get your nails done laura it's about fifty dollars each time so and, and how often how month. often would this come up it's every, every two, two weeks, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Dave was right on the hammer yep okay all right and so i i you know i grew up redneck hillbilly so i don't know anything about this but when i was growing up people did their own nails is that a possibility? See, I work in professional uh, industry, and I have really brittle nails, and so when I don't have them done, I they look gross and disgusting. I wasn't say I wasn't say gross and disgusting. I said, I mean, like, I mean, my my little sister and like they would paint stuff on there. Do y'all still do that? I mean, well, yeah, that, do humans can, do that? Do them themselves ever? No, everybody, all the women are shaking their head. You no. can paint like them. I'm from another planet. You can paint them, but she wants an application that's going to make them 
hard so that they don't break. And I will say, um, yeah. Laura, you can you can buy the dip powder and you can do those yourself and it is a lot less expensive. I don't do it, but I have friends that do it. And that might oh, be... Did you do it when you weren't getting your nails done? No, because I... But yours weren't brittle. No, they weren't brittle. Or See, you I'm can, learning so much today. You can even buy the jar of like the hard gel that you can polish on. And so that's that'll save your nails without ha- you having to get them done. Where is Rachel Cruz when I need I her? I feel your pain. That look, I feel her pain is that's a sacrifice, yeah. but it's only temporary. What's How your long? household income? We make about two hundred thousand, and the sixty six thousand on the car is the only thing we have left. But whose whose car? Is it? Yours we or his? A BMW. Oh. It's mine. Oh. Sell the car. And yeah. yeah. We are. So we are. That's our plan. We're oh, going to sell the car. Good. Obviously, we're upside down on it. So we're going to have, we're going to take our three to six months and pay off the difference. And then I'll get like a $20,000 car and we'll pay that off in about three to four months. And then we'll pay the house well, off. Wait, wait a minute. How much do you have in savings? We have about 15000 in savings. And that pays off the difference when you sell the car. But then you were going to go yeah. finance a $20,000 car? Yes. No, I don't think I would do that. Wow. Hmm. Okay, so here, here's the thing. Um, I mean, we had a lot of fun with your nail question, and it's fine to talk about a hundred bucks here. You make two hundred thousand dollars a year. You got other problems than a hundred bucks. So, mm-hmm. are, how how deeply do you? All, I mean, it feels like you cut your nails and cut your nail budget back, and he's still buying like tools and stuff at home depot or something i don't know where it where in the flip is two hundred thousand going that we can't pay 66 off minus 15 which is 51 in about four or five months why don't you pay this car off our our house payment is about 3100 a month because we bought at the height still that should be fine everything okay so you Mm -hmm. have thirty six thousand dollars a year going out on a house payment you make 200 Mm mm-hmm um yeah, I guess that's a good question. Maybe we need to sit down. Do you do a budget? We are going to start doing a budget. Okay. You don't that cut, you don't cut your nails out until you guys get the rest of this fixed. Yeah. When you sit down and do a budget, okay. that's going to reveal... The budget is like blood work. It reveals everything going on, where the money's going, where the problem is. And so when you sit down and do that, you're going to realize, oh, I've got bigger fish to... Yeah, nails, if you want to cut that, that's fine. But you're going to see all the little things... That's making this difficult. So here, here's the thing. If you guys have gone through your budget together with a fine tooth comb and you've slam dunked your $200,000 income towards 51000 because you got 15000 in the bank to throw at this, um, I think you're going to find a lot more opportunities to get your uh, get your goals hit very quickly mm-hmm. than your nails. Mm-hmm. And the fact that your nails were set over to the side is the issue while you guys still haven't done the budget. Um kind of makes me want to fuss at him because he has you guys got to get in there together and he's got to cut i'm just telling you there's some crap he's doing that's more than those stupid nails when you get in the budget yeah, you're gonna find it out. yeah yeah there's, some, sure there's something yeah. he's that he's got that's his little pet thing and he didn't want to give up the gym membership while he's making you cut your na- mm-hmm. cut, cut out the nails all that i i only know this because i'm the guy that did that kind of stuff so um but yeah, I think when you both have a very clear printout of what's going on, like Jade said, the mm-hmm. blood work is done. You get your every dollar budget. Both of you are looking at it. Both of you say we're willing to cut 
deeply and then we're not going to cut out a hundred dollars a month for this or we are going to cut out a hundred dollars mm-hmm. a month because it's only for five months yeah i'll do them myself for five mm-hmm. months but you're giving that over there up mm-hmm. and we're not going out to eat and we're not going on vacation and we're not doing this and we're not doing that and we're not doing this if i'm giving up the nails mm-hmm. that's a fair statement are you guys putting a lot into mm-hmm. retirement yeah so we actually did complete the financial peace university uh, during the COVID time and we paid off all of our debt mm-hmm. and then we made a stupid decision. We bought a stupid car and then we bought another stupid car and ah. we don't have peace anymore. So we're getting back into FDU. And you've still and got so your retirement still, coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my I guess okay. is it's quite a bit. It's not just 15, is it? It's not $50. No, it's more than that. Yeah, that yeah. I rest my case. There you go. Okay. Get back on the detailed scorched earth, baby step two budget the two of you together, stop your retirement, use all non-retirement funding to clear this car up. You're right. It was a stupid decision. Yes, you fell off the wagon. Yes, you're getting back on the wagon. Mm -hmm. But that's not, we don't go straight to the, you can't get your nails done (laughs) while I put 15% into retirement. That's right. Thank you. Hello. He's not following our system, okay? (laughs) We're telling you to stop everything and get this done. And then I may cut the nails too, uh, not cut the nails, cut the nail, uh, Expenditure. Treatment out, yes. uh, whatever the flip you call it. And um, anyway, but that's more symbolic with your income that you've gotten everything else going than it is actual. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And sometimes yes. because yes, you're changing behavior, symbolic things, symbolic sacrifices are valuable. Mm. Okay. I, I remember I had an old boy from the country at Financial Peace University one time. He came in big old guy and his wife was sitting in a small group crying and she said i love my husband so much he just sold his knife collection oh. and it was like his prize thing yeah it, was, it meant a lot, a lot to him but he said my wife and my kids future means more than those knives so he mm-hmm. said 1100 bucks it didn't really matter because they had sixty thousand dollars in debt but it was it was symbolic I'm on that board. he's putting the family before me Woo. this is the ramsey show Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about your life and your money. Derek is in Arkansas and starts off this hour. Hey, Derek, what's up? Hey, Derek. Or, sorry. Hey, Dave. Um, uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'll get right to the point. My wife just wrote a New York Times bestselling book um, that released less than a month ago. Um, we've already started to see some income from that. Uh, most recently, a check for $50,000 that came in on the, the date of the release. Um, and then I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. Uh listened ever since I was a missionary in Nepal. Um, my supervisors gave me your materials over 10 years ago and just uh, appreciate what you do. So my wife and I uh, were talking about this and she recently uh, got a message from Rachel Cruz who reached out to her, to my wife and, um, and just said she'd read the book. And uh, so my wife and I thought, well, you know, we really appreciate you guys and the principles that you stand for. So I wanted to um, just call in and see what your thoughts were about what we should do with, um, some of the income that we're getting, I've already maxed up my retirement and my job. Um, we're debt free. Um, we've already maxed out our, our Roth IRAs and didn't know if uh, we should open a, a brokerage account. Um, 
just with an S and P index, um, S and P 500 index fund. Um, so the house is paid off. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, You're a hundred percent debt free and everything. That's correct. Way to go, dude. How old are y'all? I'm 34. My wife is 32. So this, so this, uh, 50,000 on the book is spare change right now. It's you're over and above the baby steps. Well, we're on baby steps. I guess it would be five and seven. Um, we've got three boys, uh, ages one to eight. So, um, okay. So you might want to use some of the 50 for education. You're saying. Correct. We have thought about that. Uh, didn't know if we should put uh, a certain percentage of that toward kids college and then, uh, some, toward a, a, an index fund just to keep some liquid cash because if we did move, we would want to pay cash for a house. So if there was... How much um, is in your emergency fund? Uh, about $50,000 right now. Not counting the book deal, what's your normal household income? Uh, it fluctuates, irregular. Um, I just graduated, graduated from law school and uh, started prosecuting last year. So uh, we had, uh, with partial year work last year, about uh, 65, uh, looking at about 150 this year and about 85 next year. And that's just my income plus a yeah. little bit of income in addition to what my wife brings in from social media and, and things like that. Yeah. Well done. Well really played. Good. Yeah. I Thank think you. you've got it down. It's exactly what I would do with it. I would, if it were me and I had that money in your shoes, I'd probably break it into thirds and give, save, spend it. I'd give some of it. I'd save a third, you know, for your college fund or whatever you have set up 529s. And then I'd come up with mm-hmm. something you guys want to do. Maybe you're saving for a trip. Maybe it's, you know, a vehicle you're saving for. Whatever that spendage that you're wanting. And I'd break it up like that. Or maybe in fourths, since you've got two kids, you put a quarter for each of them for education. You think just opening one account and then... Um, for 529? From, from child, correct. For I'd do two different ones. I'd open three. I'd put a little in each of their names. Oh, it's three kids. I'm sorry. I said yeah. two. But yeah. yeah. And I, the reason I do yeah. that, Derek, is just so I can tell them over and over that this is their college fund, which presupposes okay. that they're going to college. And then if we want to right. change that as they get later in life, I can not force it on them. But I just want to brainwash them that continuous learning throughout your life is a brilliant idea. Like you went back to law school after the mission field. Okay. So continuous Correct. learning after, after, you know, if the last thing you read that's nonfiction after high school school is nothing, then you're not going to grow in life. So you uh, adding learning, whatever it is, whether it's for your exactly. education or not, mm-hmm. uh, isn't there. So Rachel reached out to your wife about her New York times bestselling book. So, uh, your wife is Jill. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Jill, Jill, Jill Duggar. Duggar now Dillard. Yeah. Yeah. Counting the cost is the book. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, All right. So the, the Jill Duggar book. Yeah. Yeah. Because Rachel and I were talking about her the other day, and because uh, the book is impressive, and Rachel was saying she was going to try to get her on the show, or at least do some kind of social media collab with her. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, I didn't know about that, but <laughs> that's probably why she reached out to her. Yeah. Because we were both she and I were talking about your old story and your life and everything, um, and um, because I'm I'm uh, of course old and i remember all that stuff uh from a thousand years ago uh the whole gothard thing and all that stuff and then it's very interesting it's very interesting and so um and and then to see what you guys have done as a couple is impressive but you guys are really it's very cool at least the outside looking in i I don't know you personally obviously but um well now i have to read the book yeah you do (laughs) what'd you say it was called it's called counting the cost a lot of it really goes into what, especially John Deloney goes into, and um, yeah. 
his his influence recently has helped us as a couple. So again, well, it's we this, really appreciate this that. wonderful thing of boundaries and forgiveness. Correct, and not yeah, you know, and not not okay. don't spend your whole life being defined by bitterness and so on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Right, and uh, you you're I didn't know the part about you going back to law school. That's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Thank you. So yeah, well done, dude. Very cool. Decided to go back to law school through through all of this and and for well, the book just came reasons, out, so it hit the times in the last few weeks, right? Right, about two weeks ago it hit the times. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, came out on the twelfth. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Yeah. Because the Times is not known for putting Christians on the on their list, so um, yeah, they're kind of known for not hard. doing it, actually. But yeah, but right. That's, I'm glad you did. That's yeah. awesome, man. Very good, very good. Yeah. So I'm with Thank Jade. You. I would go thirds. Uh, throw some at the kids to make sure we got the college thing beefed up a little. You're going to have enough income to make sure they're okay on educational choices later in life. Anyway, you're going to be mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. Um, and, and enjoy some of it and be generous with some of it. I'm with her. Give, save, spend. Give, save, spend. Love that. Very cool. That's exciting. Very cool. How yeah. do you get on the New York Times best? Like, how does that work? Uh, it's up to them. It has nothing to do with actual it's numbers. It's not sales, right? It's not sales. No, it's an editorial list. So they decide. So, mm. like, it's not off. It's not unusual for one of our books to outsell their number one, yeah, by, by five to one. Well, that's what I know. That's what made me ask. Yeah, that's pretty standard. Yeah, basically, my rule is New York Times sucks. So that well, pre- now they're not going to put you on the list. My, well, they were not going to put me on anyway. <laughs> I've, I've said they suck for a long time. I've been on there a couple times. Been there, done that. Didn't help me a bit. Didn't change anything. No one ever. No one ever sent me a check because I was a New York Times bestseller. There not once. Uh, but because I had a bestseller, I've gotten a lot of checks because that. that means we had sold an actual number of books. That's a different That's thing. That's what counts, I guess. But I'm glad they got on. I'm not being, oh, I'm not yeah, being the, jealous yeah, of them. Of course, I'm happy of course. for them. Young couple with a brand new book. And, and the, apparently, I haven't read it, but apparently the book is good. Rachel was talking about yeah. it. So good stuff. That's fun. That you is never fun. Know, you never know who's in our audience. I know. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, are you ready for the secret to help you reach those money goals that you've been dreaming about? It's simple. You got to get on a budget. With our budgeting app, Every Dollar, you'll get intentional with your money and build the habits that will make those dreams a reality. And we'll be with you every step of the way, from your first budget to that retirement home on the beach. Download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Remember, today, download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Riley's in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hi, Riley. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jade. How are you doing? Great. What's up? So uh, I am considering selling my condo and because I've got some neighbors that I'm not too happy with and the housing market is expensive in the area. So I'm considering selling my condo, moving into an apartment and using the money I make from selling my condo to pay off my student loans. And if I did that, I would have no debt. And I'm just curious as to whether or not that is a good choice. So you want to sell your condo. Your neighbors are kind of annoying you don't necessarily want to be paying for this anyway. How much student loan debt do you have? It's about 88000 And what will your condo sell for? Um, I think it would sell for uh, around two sixty or two seventy. So my equity would be around around $100,000. Okay. 
Okay, so you owe around one sixty or one seventy. Okay, and what do you make? Uh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, I I make about ninety five. And how old are you? Uh, Thirty two. And you're single. Correct. Okay. How long have you had the condo? Um, just about exactly three years. What's wrong with the neighbors? Um, so they are renters. They're by, they're below me, and um, it's been a plethora of issues over the course of the years. Different different bad like what? <laughs> renters in that same unit over the course of three years. Uh, smoking, uh, really loud dogs that are left on their porch. I live above them. Mm-hmm. The dogs that are under me barking, waking me up all night, and and uh, on top of that, and uh, the owner of the unit and the HOA are not helpful. Do you think you'd want it? I'm just wondering. Wait a minute, why is the HOA not helpful? They basically just don't do anything. You, know, you, you make complaints, and they, um, you know, it's it's a very laid back HOA, I would say, which I guess in some ways could be good, but in in my circumstance, it's you know not helpful. Yeah. I okay. There's a couple things. Uh, number one, if you want to do your plan, that's fine. Um, sometimes there's a, uh, um, sometimes there's a time to leave and, um, I'm not selling something that I own because of renters in an HOA that won't do its job. I'm going to start jacking some people up. Mm -hmm. Like if the HOA got a letter from your attorney that said, we're getting ready to sue you guys for violent, for not doing your job, which is making the rental units have renters that freaking behave. That's like the HOA's job in a condo. They don't do much else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you're paying for. Yeah, correct. Time for Barney Fife to get his one bullet out, which is always who runs the HOA, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> is there anything else about the condo that would make you want to leave other than the neighbors? Um, you know, I would like to, you know, if if it was more affordable, I would like to purchase a home that the the situation is I bought my condo in 2020 and the interest rates are really low. Mm-hmm. So I've got a very cheap con, you know, it's cheap to live there right now. I'm yeah. paying around 1100 total with the HOA fees. Whereas if I wanted to buy even a small home in the area, you know, the interest rates are now around 7%. Mm-hmm. So I don't have really a cheap, I don't have an equivalent option. Right. Um, and, you know, it is a small condo. It's a, it's a place I would not live in, you know, for a long time. Anyways, uh, it's okay to sell it, Jake. Um, I'll tell you the other problem you're going to run into when you sell it. The real estate agent that comes over to list it is going to smell smoke and hear barking dogs. Mm-hmm. I know. I am worried about that. And yeah. they're going to the they're going to say it, this yeah. is going to affect your buyers. So these people have devalued your condo by their misbehavior. Yeah. Like it's not going to bring as much because people aren't going to want to pay for a smoke infested yeah. dog barking bunch of crap. Well, that's one reason that he needs to. Yeah, you got to get this cleaned up either guys. way. Yeah, this yeah. HOA. Yeah. Yeah. They they really gonna have to stop it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. So. Yeah, and, and it's frustrating because it's not like it's not twenty four seven bad. Where you know I could see an instance where um, because it's it's what I've experienced where sometimes I'll have a week where not that bad, and I feel like if there was somebody you know a buyer looking at it, they might not notice that stuff. But then there are times when it is bad where, mm. you know, I could see both instances where a, a buyer could come in there at a bad time and say, oh, I'm not buying this. And right. then I can, the opposite, too, because I'm the one, I, I witness both myself. But you um, don't want to risk, you don't want to, 
you don't want to gamble that, you know, the, the open house or, you yeah. know, on the weekend, the open house is the, yeah, okay, the weekend so they're throwing a rager. Call, call, here's what you can do. Call the, um, or jump online at RamseySolutions.com. Find one of our real estate professionals in the area that we endorse that are Ramsey trusted. Tell them when they come over to look to call the HOA and say, we're getting ready to put this on the market. And if the renter downstairs isn't behaving, I'm going to advise my client to sue your butt off and let the realtor yeah. play the heavy and see if we can straighten these renters yeah. up for 30 days and get this thing sold. Yeah. Yeah. And then move. I just have trouble letting these people run me off without. That's ex- it's exactly how I feel. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I don't like them controlling my life. You exactly. know, I don't, you know, cause exactly. I, I feel like I made a good purchase and you know, I, I have, well, it's kind of what an HOA expensive. is for. Mm-hmm. It's so that people, you know, if you want to be a, yeah. if you want to, raise hell and throw parties and have barking dogs you're supposed to go out in the country not in a condo project <laughs> hello i yeah. mean this is not it's not rocket surgery here people yeah all right wow amazing i know so, right yeah that that's what i would do i think you put it on the market and let the real estate agent call the hoa and uh at, tell them to uh, tell, tell them to be real tough on them and uh, to threaten them uh that they, i want this crap straightened up seriously I'm getting ready to put this house on the market, and if uh, this condo on the market, and if this unit doesn't sell or it sells for less because of smoking dogs, I'm coming after y'all for the difference in the lost value because you didn't manage the property like your like your job is. Yes. Why is that? These HOAs, man, they're usually they drive. I hate them. They drive me nuts. I live in one. It drives me nuts. It's just God. Have you ever been on the board of one? No. Can I tell you that one time? Weren't you were. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on Sam. Sam was. We were, but it was really Sam. Man. He was trying to make a difference. And they did and for found, a while. Then and then, and then he, he was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just God. I, I should, I'm the guy that ought to be on a piece of ground somewhere in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> but I'd be living by myself because my wife isn't going to live there. So <laughs> I'm stuck with these choices in oh, my it's life. the worst. But, yeah. So. I'm, I'm I'm stuck worse than Riley is. I mean, it's you know, so yeah. <laughs> Riley's in a pretty bad way. Yeah, it's bad. Gosh. Yeah. Sell it, get you an apartment, and then immediately start saving and get back in the real estate market as quickly as yeah. you possibly can, Riley. Uh, let's not let this be a reason you don't own a piece of property two years from now. So and, many people uh, are struggling with that. His main thought, though, which is, I bought. I have such a low interest rate, and, and I'm stuck. And now I'm just. Yeah. I have to a lot live of people here are waiting on rates to come down to move because of that. I know. And I got bad news for you. It's going to be a while, boys and girls. And while you're waiting, house prices are going to go up. They are. Yes, they are. We told you that this time last year, and what we predicted has exactly come true. Yeah. We told you in a real estate. Uh, live stream that we did last year at this time that rates were that house prices were going to go up about seven percent in the year 2023 and that's what they're trending right now i mean i know people who are sitting on the money they could buy but they're just like uh it like grosses them out cash? no like to oh. have the right down payment oh, but it, the interest the rates are just growing no. grossing them out i'm like if Look, you get a high in. interest rate when the rates come down just refinance exactly or better than that pay the stupid thing off and exactly. get rid of the interest rate yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's a couple of ways around this. So, yeah, it, it's but this trying to time this stuff, but it's a generation that's never seen high interest rates. And this, these are not mm-hmm. high interest rates, by the way. I, you need to talk about this more often, yeah. Dave. 1982, and when you. I got out of college, they were 18%, 17% fixed rate. In 84, they were down to 14% fixed rate. 
Oh, that's high. And so that's back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, you boomer. Yeah, I know. I know. I know how that works, right? <laughs> but uh, but I also know what high is because high is all relative. Six is high mm-hmm. if you've been used to three. That's right. It's relative. There you go. This is The Ramsey Show. Do you listen to The Ramsey Show for motivation? Want to know what's even more motivating? Attending a Ramsey event. If you're looking for the ultimate motivational experience focused on helping you eliminate money stress, you need to be there this weekend, May 10th and 11th, for the Total Money Makeover Weekend. When you join us at the Ramsey Event Center in Nashville, you'll learn how to create new, healthy habits that will radically change the way you handle money. You can get out of debt. You can build wealth. You can have the retirement of your dreams. Me and all the Ramsey personalities will be there live in person to guide you. And we're doing live Q&As throughout the weekend so you can get your questions answered. Look, you can keep losing sleep over money stress, or you can choose to say, I've had it. If that's you, use the code 50OFF to get $50 off standard level tickets at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Don't wait. It's happening this weekend. Thanks for joining us, America. Reminder, the Money and Marriage Getaway, October 19th and 21st, is just a few days away. You and your spouse will be equipped with tools to cast a vision for your family, set goals, create a life you both love. Uh, You will have the undistracted time to disconnect from everyday life and reconnect with your spouse interactive sessions and uh, all kinds of sessions with rachel cruz dr john deloney on money communication boundaries intimacy tickets are 7.99 for this multi-day event it's here on the ramsey campus if you're out of debt you got room in the budget this is a must do the money and marriage getaway a very luxurious weekend here on the ramsey campus um, for couples coming up October 19th through the 21st. Check it out, RamseySolutions.com slash events to get your tickets now. On the debt-free stage in the headquarters solution of Ramsey Solutions here in the lobby, uh, Joshua and Becca are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. Good. How are you? Better than I deserve. Welcome. Where are you from? We're from Indianapolis, Indiana. All, All right. right. How much have you paid off? How much debt? $50,000. Woohoo! Fifty k. And how long did this take? Seven months. All, All right. right. Wow. Jack. And your range of income during that time? 83000 83. Wow. What do y'all do for a living? I'm a personal fitness coach. Mm-hmm. And I work at a church, a local church. Oh, Amazing. wonderful. What kind of debt was the 50K? Student loans. All hey. right. Whose student loans? Yours or hers? Mine. Yours. All right. How long have y'all been married? A little over a year. Ah, so we get married and then we pay off Joshua student loans. Yes. First order of business. Yep. Tell me the story. What happened here? Yeah, so I grew up, uh, and my dad was a big, big fan of yours, and so he put that in us uh, since we were little growing up, and uh, so when I met Joshua, and he was like, I have student debt, I was like, oh, no. Uh, and so, uh, if, and if you so, weren't cute, that'd be a deal breaker. I, I know, but he is, so it worked. Um, but And so then we just like talked about it, and I actually like gave him your book, and he started reading it and um, applying it, and so I knew that he like had the ability, like he wanted to do this as well, uh, and so then... Well, he's a personal trainer, for God's sakes. Discipline is his middle name. <laughs> oh, right, yes. right. Yeah, uh, and so then he got the app, the uh, Every Dollar app, and started working that and making his own budget, and I remember he texted me one day, he was like, 
I made a budget. It's like, look at it. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Look at it. <laughs> yeah, so, You're a keeper. I know. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> so um, we made the budget and then um, decided when we got married that uh, my father had like saved up money and had made us like a wedding fund. And so we were like, I don't really want a super big fancy wedding and I'd rather like not have a lot of debt. So we did, we got married in my parents' front yard and it was beautiful wow. and awesome. Uh, and then we took the remainder of it and then my savings uh, and then we... Uh, uh, he paid his savings and we paid it off. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. Boom. Cool. Just like that. I mean, mm-hmm. you attacked it. We yeah. did. Yeah. Look at you. That's a sacrifice when yeah. you know there's money that you can have this big wedding, a big party, and you say, no, this is more important. That's yeah. one day. This is the rest of our life. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And I think too, just um, growing up like being believers and just like knowing that Christ sacrificed for us of just that, like he paid our eternal debt. And so like, at first I was like, I don't want to give him like my money, but then it's like, no, we're married, like we're one. And like, this is what Christ has done for us. And so to be able to like combine that and like be truly one and like to pay off that debt and it was really, really cool. So Joshua, yeah. she comes at you with all this stuff. Did you go like, whoa. I mean, at first, it was a different approach. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, my, my parents did financial peace growing up. I have a special needs brother. So, you know, the whole financial situation was a little bit different. Mm. Uh, so to go from that, you know, to this is a completely different side of it. You know, my parents did help us along the way. Uh, but, yeah, I was like, okay, I got to do something here. I got to step up. Mm. If I'm going to be a husband, I need to be a leader. And so I was like, I got to make change. Mm. Okay. Look at that. How old are you two? I'm 27. She's 26. Way to go. Way to go. Amazing. Well, you leaned in, knocked it out fast, and uh, that's got to feel good. You got to feel strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both of you. I mean, you did grown up stuff here. I know, right? It was very, very difficult. Wow, I mean, exciting. Be- Becca's uh, not a princess. She's oh, like no. a woman. No, she's a woman, all right. Thank you. She's got, she had a full agenda and a full plan and made sure it got yeah. executed. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm talking I mean, about. There's not, there's not, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Well done, it. y'all. Very well Thank done. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now that you've done it, uh, you see the principles of the process i mean you teach principles when you're teaching as a as a trainer right and uh you know we have principles that are guiding these baby steps that are guiding this process what did you all observe that you tell other people here's what you do if you're gonna get out of debt you gotta do these three things or these four things what, what was the thing you think of i think one of the big things first off is just communication especially mm-hmm. coming from two different financial backgrounds mm-hmm. and what that looked like and saying okay we're a couple now god said we're one so we got to figure out how we can do that yeah. to start off. So definitely starting off with communication and then coming up with a plan and then figuring out exactly what we need to do with that plan and what that step is going to take and making sacrifices. So even though I was working as a personal trainer, still have been, you know, I worked at Chick-fil-A for a little bit there to earn a little extra income on top of that in the evenings. And then uh, before we got married, paying off even car loan debt and stuff like yeah. that too. And then going from there and like, okay, like if we're going to attack this, we're going to attack this and get it paid off because most people my age, most friends are not in this position being in their 20s. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. wanted to glorify God along the way, but right. understand like we don't have to just be in debt and that's not the not the right way to do things. Not the plan. Yeah. You had yeah. to feel like when the student loan started back with payments the other day that you dodged a bullet. Absolutely. We did. We were like watching it while we were paying it off and they're like, okay, they pushed it back more. Okay, we got to go before they put interest. Like we got to keep paying it. Right. Yeah. And like, then, I think that was the one good thing about the COVID year. Yeah. honestly yeah we're like thank you for that because and i remember i sub- submitted my first payment was 150 dollars yeah. and then by the time we got married i was like oh we got huge payments here and then yeah about in april we we're like oh we're debt free and it, <laughs> it felt that. weird it was but it was great we we're like what the heck yeah, yeah just like that <laughs> boom yeah wow i love it 
if you want something different, you have to do something different. And right. you guys embrace that. It was, it's different, right? To give back some of your marriage money. It's different yeah. for one spouse when they're, you know, engaged to say, you know, when we get married, some of my savings is going to go to pay off this debt. Like that, that's all completely different from what culture might say, sure. you know, to work a second job in the evenings, Chick-fil-A in the evenings. So you guys really did sacrifice to win. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well done. Love it. Yeah. Thank, Proud you. Thank, of you. You Thank you. Thank you. I'm betting both sets of parents were bragging on you the whole way, cheering yeah. you on. Yep, oh, yeah. They were oh, awesome. yeah. That's great. A couple of financial peace babies, one more intense than the other, but there <laughs> yeah. we go. I love it. Still very good. Good job, you guys. Thank very you. well done. Thank you. Your future, I mean, when you, you can take any problem and set it in front of you, too, and you do exactly what you did here. Yeah. You analyze the problem and say, what must be true? What have we got to do to get this done? All right, lean in. Next thing, you know, game on. Yeah. And you'll have these things pop up from time to time. Hopefully this one will never pop up again, but <laughs> uh, but you'll have other things as you go through your life, and now you're equipped. So that's the gift. I mean, the getting out of debt is powerful, but the process that you use is even more powerful. Yeah. So working together, having a plan. Thank you to the Every Dollar app people. Mm-hmm. Well yes. done. Well done. Good Here's stuff. my budget. Look at it. <laughs> I know. I love that. That's great. I, I sounded like I that, too. It. Yeah, I yeah. did it. Yeah. That's the best That's text. Very good. <laughs> We've got the uh, Live and Give box for you. That's the Baby Steps <laughs> Millionaire book, which is your next step on the journey yes. to be able to live and give like no one else. And then, of course, the Total Money Makeover. You can give that to someone else, get them started. Financial Peace University. If you hadn't gone through it, go through it together. If you have, give it to somebody. And uh, that's why we call it Live and Give. So enjoy. Well done, you guys. Congratulations, heroes. Mm -hmm. You're heroes, man. That's powerful. Joshua and Becca, Indianapolis, Indiana. 50000 paid off in seven months, been married 12 months, did it, wow. making 83000 Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. <gasps> Three, two, one. We're, We're debt-free. Debt free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how that's done. Ha-ha. I love it. Whoop, 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 whoop. Man, oh, man. If everybody could get it that quick, Dave. It'd be so much easier. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, but that's the good news about being second generation financial peace. Mm-hmm. You know, financial peace babies. It's, it's, even if you got a li- if you're a little off, you still can. You can boom, you hit yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you right know if in. you hit it, it'll work. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, man, that's that's different. It hey, is. you're doing an every dollar webinar that's tomorrow, right. 10, 10. Uh, Tuesday at eleven thirty. That's right. For those of you listening, totally free. That is the twentieth. Uh, uh, no, it's not. It's the tenth. The yeah, 10 10. Tomorrow at, uh, at 11.30 Central Time. We're going to be doing a few others. If you want to join the free every dollar webinar on how to do just what he did. Mm-hmm. I did a budget. So you'll be able to do it tomorrow, right? <laughs> That's right. And everydollar.com slash budgeting. Sign up with Jade for tomorrow or uh, Jade later or Rachel Cruz or George Camel. We're doing them all through the fall here. You're going to want to sign up and be part of that just like he did. That's this right. is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Romans 13, 1, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Milton Friedman said, if you put the federal government in charge of the Sahara Desert, in five years there'd be a shortage of sand. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Sheesh. Uh, Nobel Prize winning economist, by the way. (laughs) Oh, you gotta love it. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Uh, we are in the last day of Dr. John Deloney's Book Week launch. Uh, we launched it one week ago tomorrow. His new book is called Building a Non-Anxious Life, and it is the six daily habits 
uh, that are needed to do that, to deal with anxiety, to prepare for when anxious things happen, mm-hmm. your glass is full and you can deal with them. And uh, this is a uh, This is a lot of neuroscience, a lot of nerd speak, all boiled down where normal people can read it like me. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dr. John, this is his second book. His first was a number one national bestseller, Um, Own Your Past, Change Your Future. Building a Non-Anxious Life has already sold a bazillion copies in uh, the pre-sale and in the first week. Thank you guys for the response to this. We'll know for sure where we land on the list in a day or two, but pretty much uh, suspect it'll be number one. Based wow. on our based on our sales um, and a normal normal book business stuff, but we'll see, we'll see. We've sold a bunch of them, and you guys are we appreciate you. Thank you for picking it up. The, you're going to be glad you did. It's worth every penny. It's a great book. RamseySolutions.com. You can get it there. You can get it anywhere. Great books are sold. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all of that. Building a non anxious life by Dr. John Deloney. Brittany's in Phoenix. Hi, Brittany. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you so much, Dave. Sure. What's up? So my husband and I are wondering if we should sell our investment property to pay off of our debt, all of our debt. Okay. Uh, do you like the investment property? Love it, but we have a kid on the way, and so things are changing ah. <laughs> for us, um, and our income is going to significantly drop. You're going to stay home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, not Okay, your, your, your phone's breaking up like crazy. Um, having trouble. See me? if you can get somewhere where we can hear you. But anyway, so what do you make? Um, that we make about 125 125 What do you make? Yes. I make uh, 75 of that. Okay. What's the investment property worth? Uh, 200000 and we take home, uh, we net thirteen hundred dollars each month on it. What does it what do you owe on it? Um we what do you owe on it? It's free and clear. We don't owe anything. Oh okay. Oh, okay. And what is your pro, your personal residence mortgage is how much? Uh three forty five currently. Okay. And you you have hundred and forty five thousand other than this? Um I'm sorry, I, I didn't Okay, you have two hundred if you sell the rental. You owe three forty-five. You said pay off your house. Yeah, do you have other money saved? Uh, no, we do not. We'd be paying off our uh, some of our other consumer debt, student loans, and medical bills. That's eighty-two thousand dollars. So um, we would we're hoping to see that off, and then uh, it's to be step Where up. Where did this? Where did this rental property come from? How'd you end up with a paid for two hundred thousand dollar house if you're this broke? So um, we actually we wrapped it into the financing of our our home. Oh. So our primary residence is worth five hundred thousand dollars, and this investment property is worth two hundred thousand dollars. So we've got three hundred thousand dollars mortgage, and then eighty two thousand dollars of other debt. And we're wanting to sell the investment to pay um, these debt, consumer loans, and medical. Yes, I would sell it. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, I would sell it. Um, it you pay off eighty-two thousand in consumer debt. You got a baby on the way. Mm-hmm. You got three hundred forty-five thousand dollars mortgage. 
you're getting ready to be making $50,000 a year. I'm not sure how you're paying for a $345,000 mortgage. You may be selling your home too. That's what I'm thinking. Um, I don't think you can service that debt on 50 grand. Unless they, I'm not sure about it, but unless they sold their existing house and moved into the rental and then had that one free and clear. Might go that way. Yeah. Cause I don't think you can, I mean, if, if you quit, you make 75 of the 125. He's got, he's got $50,000 income paying a payment on. Uh, yeah. That's gonna, your payments gotta be four grand be anyway. And yeah, you're not going to make that. Your, your payment's going to be as much as his income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not going to work, on. They got to get out of their existing home. You can't keep the house. Mm-hmm. You can't afford it. So, yeah, we're that's selling tough. the wrong house. Uh, you're moving into the paid-for rental. The good news is or it's, you're a, working. it's paid for. Or you're working. Yeah. You got to decide. But if you want to keep this house, the one you live in, you're working. And you sell the rental and pay off. If, you, if you're working, you sell the rental and pay off all the other debt, you can probably make it. It's mm-hmm. tight then. Yeah. But um, but you can't make it. You can't pay the payments on this, and you pay down a little bit on the three forty five and redo the loan at a higher interest rate. You're not gonna still. You're not gonna yeah. net anything different. So there's nothing happening here, kid. I'm sorry. Yeah, that That's that tough. the house you bought you can't afford if you want to quit and stay home with a baby, and either one's an okay choice with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Personally, I'd move into the rental and stay home because that's your that's your heart's desire. Exactly. I'd rather stay home than to have the house, the big house, mm-hmm. uh, the house you can't afford. But you and, can't pay the payments on his income. And if they are living in the two hundred thousand dollars house paid for, their income's freed up. They can start stacking away money. They're hundred percent debt free. Yeah. yeah. There's more freedom there. You get to stay home. You have no debt. Th- that would be my that'd be yeah, my solution. Yeah, you start you know you start stacking cash and then. You want to move up in house in a few years, you'll be mm-hmm. able to do that with cash. But That's right. you cannot afford a payment on three hundred forty-five thousand making fifty grand. I'm a hundred percent sure of that. Mm-hmm. And there's not not any numbers you gave me here, unless there's a piece that Brittany didn't give me. Yeah. That uh, that changed that. If there's a two hundred thousand dollars laying somewhere else, but I didn't hear that. You did ask that because you said when she wanted to pay off the debt for the the their existing home, you said you Where's have another one forty-five. Yeah. She said no. So. Yeah. Yeah. There you have it. No, we have another 82 in consumer was her answer. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. yeah that, that's it. Jay's in Tampa. Hey, Jay, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave and Jade, can you guys hear me okay? We yeah. can. Yes, better. Thank you. How can we help? <laughs> thanks, thanks for taking my call. Okay, so uh, I just, I'm just going to hit you with some numbers. Um, I, the main question is uh, I want to know if we should use the check that we're expecting from the car insurance. I just got into a car accident a few days ago. And you're getting, did you total it? To, yes. Did you be, owe money on the it? Damage. No, free and clear. We just paid it off. Okay. Wow. What's it worth? Uh, it's worth between nine and 11. Buy another car with it. Rather than, yes, because I was going to use it towards the IRS because they're Oof. bleeding down our throats right now. That could be different. Yeah, Dave. that does change. Yeah. What do you owe the KGB for? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before my wife and I got married, um, how, I, how much is the balance? Ninety-one, almost ninety-two hundred. And you got Not another thousand, car. Ninety-two hundred. You got another I car. Have another car. We make a hundred and forty a year. Yeah, pay it off. Pay it off and save two months and get you a different car. Mm-hmm. Pay off okay. the IRS okay. and then save like crazy. Get rid, get those people out of your life. Yeah, I, I until you <laughs> yeah, said I that. So. Until okay. you said that, I was real sure. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Like Jade said, that's a game changer. <laughs> okay. I, I thought so. What, what, let me squeeze in one more question. How do you? I know you normally say stop all four hundred one k contributions. Uh, I still while you're do. Baby step two. 
I still okay. do. What if you can use the 401k contributions to break even on your taxes? No, 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 no. You no. don't break even on your taxes. That's not how taxes work. You don't break even. Tax deductions, you save a quarter on the dollar. You don't break even. You put in $100, it saves you $25 on taxes. You're broke. You can't do that. You need to get the stinking IRS paid off, pile up some cash, get the emergency fund built, make sure you get you another car purchase, get all the debts cleared, then build your emergency fund. Well, you got one out of two. Not bad. All right. Not bad. Jade, good show today. Good show. The team in the booth. Excellent, excellent calls coming in. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.